airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. There's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to the program. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. And boy, do we appreciate her. We're going to try to queue up some calls today mm-hmm. at the end of the program. Someone out there is laughing. Somebody saying lies, lies. Accusing me of lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's important to note that we did talk to that person yesterday. So um, not to say that you're lying, but uh, I mean... <laughs> You can call it what you want. All right. Um, listen, let's let's just, you know, I don't think that we have to all talk about the same thing, but it is big news. And mm-hmm. there are several different angles, um, you know, from which we can discuss um, Joe Biden's vice presidential uh, running mate. Mm-hmm. Um, Lotus flower goddess Harris is the pick. <laughs> That's Lotus what her name flower. means. Oh, really? Yeah, Kamala means lotus flower. Her middle <laughs> okay. name she doesn't use very often. It's Devi. It means goddess. Mm. I, I don't know why. Uh, anyway, Harris, <laughs> and um, and she was picked because she is. Well, now we don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to just we. <laughs> All right. This is what this is what I call um, this is what I call aiming for intersectionality but falling short. Okay, so he mm. was going for. Um, a woman, uh, okay. then you know, African American woman, black woman, yeah. right? Or yeah. maybe what they're going to have to do now is just sort of like pivot to woman of color. Yes. Um, if they want to be accurate, right? Uh, but then in certain contexts, what I what I what I am telling you, you will see because you saw this with former President Obama. Mm-hmm. What you're going to see is that in certain contexts, you will see an emphasis placed on the um the black fact yes. you know what i mean like the the african for him truly yes. african american um uh aspect of his heritage yes. and then in other 100%. aspects or other contexts you you're, you're going to see that downplayed mm-hmm. where um lotus flower will be different is that when she is discussed <laughs> she will be discussed both as a woman of color which mm-hmm. they're going to have to do because mm-hmm. There was information that came out even last year when she was trying to take the top seat. Mm-hmm. But then when it was realized that people don't like her and so she dropped out. <laughs> That's really what happened yeah. when yeah. it was like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you Pretty are much. so low in the polls. People actually don't like you. People don't like you from where you're from. So your people don't like you. All right. right? And and so anyways, um, when it was realized that she was so, you know, disliked or not well liked, uh, she dropped out. Um, it was discovered that there's some background. There's some heritage questions that mm-hmm. um, the lotus flower has to answer. <laughs> and I think it's going to be interesting to see how she answers those questions, because, you know, having dropped out of the presidential bid, she didn't have to really answer those questions. Now, what I'm what I suspect will happen is that with the Kamala Harris pick, 
um, what what I think will happen mm-hmm. is that Kamala Harris will just be on the the receiving end of liberals constantly changing the rules. Oh yeah, they can, they can always change the rules, right? Like yeah. so, I mean, she's it doesn't cha- really matter. She's changing, you know, the rules and changing, basically pivoting from things she has said, even concerning mm-hmm. Joe Biden. So, yep. I mean, like, you know, the, that whole, you know, I was that girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now that My girl is, meme. is linked up with, you know, Joe Biden. And loving it. And, yeah. I, I mean, mean it's, you know. It's, yeah. And, it, that's funny. I mean, there's so many things that you look at this stuff. That's why I hate <laughs> politics. It's like, man, it's, it's so fake, you know, because yeah. she was big time saying, well, I believe that the people, the, the women that are accusing Joe Biden, I believe them. Yeah. And and so yeah. you're linking with him now? Like, yeah. You know, well, she, so many things. My favorite meme from that I Am That Girl was Nkichi Diallo, uh, I think is the new name that she's going by. Uh, I can't remember the lady's name who appropriated Rachel Black Dolezal? Culture. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the, the other name? You can't remember re- Rachel. <laughs> well, because that was the most recent change that she went through. It's, it's hard to keep Ikechi up what? with these. Ikechi Diallo, okay. I think, or something. It sounds very close to Diablo. Oh. Okay. I speak a Spanish sometimes. Um, but no, it's, yeah, I think, well, Rachel Dolezal would be world famous, right? And Kichi oh Diallo. Goodness. Or Diablo, whatever her name is, it's something she changed it. She, okay, okay. she was yeah. like, okay, y'all. She, <laughs> Rachel Dolezal said, okay, y'all won't let me be black in America. I'm going full African. So she went off. <laughs> she was like, fine, I can't be Rachel Dolezal. Um, then I'll I'll be in Kichi. But um, my favorite my favorite meme mm-hmm. to come out of um, <laughs> out of Kamala Harris saying that she was that girl was a meme of Rachel Dolezal saying, I too was that girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Man. laughs> I mean, this stuff is, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, man. Oh my goodness. Twilight Zone oh, man. type stuff, the way we live. You know, this is, this is what shows you though, <laughs> dear husband, Um, this is what shows you how you can't take any of it seriously. And so what I kind of want to do today mm-hmm. Is I do I do want to take it seriously, you know, to the extent that we are talking about the next presidential election, right? right. And who, yeah. and 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 look, and I don't mean when when I'm talking about Kamala Harris, I don't mm-hmm. mean talking about her as the, I'm talking about the next presidential election. Yeah, you're right. Even Joe knows it. Man. Joe, Joe, they all know it. They, everybody I mean, on, knows man. it. I I love how you know it was amazing to to witness, and I'm saying witness tongue in cheek. It was amazing to witness when they woke Joe Biden up and told him that it was going to be Kamala. Hey, Joe, (laughs) we are ready to announce who it's going to be. (laughs) And he was squinting like he often does in those interviews. Okay, well, who is it? Uh, Kamala. What? Who? Kamala. Okay, well, go do the things that y'all do. You know the thing. I mean. You mean the announcement joke? Yes, the thing. Go announce it. Whatever. I'm taking a nap. Like I gotta, you know. Sleepy. Anyways, I'm (laughs) sleepy, Joe. Oh my goodness. goodness. All right. So this is this is where we are. But here are some things that I think are important for us to toggle back to because Mm -hmm. remember, you're going for intersectionality points. It really is a sort of a race to the bottom, right? And yeah. and so our country has increasingly become kind of conditioned in this area 
to not judge people by the content of their character, but just by these sort of external um, distinctions that they hold that will make them worthy of of office worthy of employment worthy mm-hmm. of celebrity status it's it's all based on this sort of uh we decide what is the protected class mm-hmm. right and then we decide who who gets to be in that who gets to be among the protected class and so um lotus flower goddess harris falls into the category um where she's got some massive intersectionality points because she's both a woman because her father is jamaican and as we'll discuss this, as we, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, we're gonna go on a field trip, okay, um, sort of like the magic school bus, because the magic school bus <laughs> could go anywhere. Like remember, they could yeah. go into like a blood right. cell. Like I mean, that was amazing, <laughs> right? They go into the veins, and so this will be a oh, magic school bus kind of trip because we got to go back to like Washington Post 2019. Okay. So we're gonna, so we get on a bus that lo- allows us to go back in time. All right, um, and and so anyway. So, so we're going to talk about some of this because this stuff is problematic. But what I really want our listeners to be able to do is to disconnect themselves from the the larger talk talking points that will kind of incapacitate them in any discussion. Like, you know, um, the this is historic. She is the second person on on a major ticket to be like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, no, actually, it's not like we we've already been here before. And, and actually. With a similar description, you know, mm. just calling President Obama a black man without regard to his heritage, right? And mm-hmm. and and his multi-ethnic background is the same thing that they're going to try to do with Lotus Flower. And so we have to be able to say, well, you know, I heard a conversation where they were actually talking about her background, actually talking about her heritage, and she's a little more complex than that. Now, I suspect, and, you know, I suspect that Kamala Harris will run back from some of the things that she said in the past. We're going to talk about that. Mm. I think she's going to run back from that because she believes right now that she is well-suited for the position she's been chosen for because she's an African-American woman. Guys, bear with me. I feel like the Apostle Paul, like you got to say, I'm out of my mind to talk like this, right? (laughs) I I am. I'm out of my mind to talk like this. But let's just, you know, let's just keep it 100, okay? Okay. She's not an African-American woman. No, she's not. She is not. She has what is what liberals call, man, I hate to do this, but in order to checkmate them, you got to kind of get on their square, I guess. I don't know. So so allow me for a second. Um, I don't know how to play chess. I don't even know if that's the proper reference. I'm sorry. It's like sports analogies. And it just never worked for me. Um, she is doing what liberals call appropriating African-American culture. Mm-hmm. She's not African-American. Her father, who, by the way, divorced the mother, mm. okay, is Jamaican. Mm-hmm. All right. A very proud Jamaican, by the way. Like he is not, he's not like, you know, I'm a black American. He's a proud Jamaican. (laughs) Remember when she was making her jokes and all that stuff about like getting high and the Jamaican culture? He was, oh, he was highly offended (laughs) by that. Right. Because he understands. And let me tell you something. African immigrants to the United States of America do not see themselves as black Americans. No. Nope. Change my mind. Come on, somebody sit down, talk to me, tell me. <laughs> say, tell me, Mika, you're lying. Look, 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 I know it firsthand, <laughs> yeah. all right? Yeah. 
There are Africans who come to this country to mm-hmm. study. Mm-hmm. And they are told outright not to assimilate with the blacks in America. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I wish, <laughs> I wish I, this is where you start shifting in your seat. You get real uncomfortable, right? People don't want to talk about this. They want to have this conversation. But, you know, you know let's let's pull the curtain. Over. And, the re- and the thing is, if they are uh, if their parents are from Africa, you know, and they're and they were born here, they yeah. are really African. They're really, truly African-American. <laughs> but that, that's different from the black folks. Like that's not, you know, that would be <laughs> something. I don't know what it is, though, because those kids whose parents immigrate to this country and they are born here and they are actually African-Americans. It's amazing that they somehow are insulated from all of the systemic racism that is present. Yeah, in they, this seem, they seem to thrive. I mean, I don't it, understand that. Why? What? What is it? If it's because if it's just skin color, right? If it's right, just, oh, right. I don't care where you're from. If you're black, you're black. <laughs> what is it that I, I don't understand? How they yeah. seem to do better? Yeah, I don't get it. Um, so so here's the point. Here's mm-hmm. the point. Uh, Kamala Harris is not an African American woman. So when people say that, you need to stop them, and you need to say, mm, technically, you can do it in your Steve Urkel voice <laughs> if well, it makes you uncomfortable. Well, who's going to do it in this age? I'm going to do it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I am, I'm absolutely sick of it. So Mickey's going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to, you're not an African-American woman. You have appropriated black culture. Even in the interviews that she's given in the past, she has admitted this. Mm-hmm. She has talked about growing up, living as a black woman, right? Not, <laughs> Not being a black woman, Mm. but living immersed in black culture. Mm -hmm. All right. Look, if somebody has to say about you, hey, there's no doubt in my mind that she grew up in the African-American context. And I would say she grew up as a black girl and now is living as a black woman. No doubt about it. Then come on, stop. Just stop. (laughs) Who has to No one like nobody has to say that to me. Or about me, mm-hmm. or for me, mm-hmm. or on my behalf. Right. But this has to be said for the lotus flower. <laughs> <laughs> because her dad is Jamaican, her mom was Indian. All right, we we may as well, we're already in the thick of, the thick of it. Here we go. We may as well just keep going. Let's venture further. <laughs> All, right. All right. Aaron the Addisons, American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Furthermore, Kamala Harris owes my family reparations. Furthermore, hmm? I mean, well, <laughs> we'll get into it. I, look, I'm not trying to come with my purse open, you know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, now, you know, BLM let's. BLM said you're going to get your reparations by looting. Stop. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't go to Kamala. Just go Man, loot some. Why do you try to raise my blood pressure? You do that on purpose, Will the Great. Why are you I, supposed just to? Saying, they, they, you We're know. in the final stretch of this. We got a few weeks. You can't raise that blood pressure too high. Okay, we, we got to keep everybody happy here. Uh, your wife and your son. So listen, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. <clears throat> the discussion is about Lotus Flower Goddess Harris, who is the VP pick. Um, as far as they told Joe, as far <laughs> right. as they told him, they let him know. It went down to his basement. So, right. You know. um, he's got an applesauce squeezy, so he's good. <laughs> With the easy twist off cap. I'm joking. It's okay, guys. It's fine. It's just a little, oh, I know, you know, I just, look, here's here's my focus, all right? Here is my, my focus is to uncover the hypocrisy that is present uh, in this VP pick and to poke some holes and what they feel like is an open and shut, like here, yes, we've done it. We've got it. <laughs> this is it. No, you actually really don't. Um, Biden is choosing intersectionality, but he is falling short. And so the, they will do what they always do is that they will just change the rules. The rules will just simply not apply to them. Um, remember we live in a country that is systemically racist. Okay. Racism is woven throughout <laughs> the fabric of this country People cannot succeed, even Kamala's immigrant mother <laughs> and her Jamaican father, her Indian immigrant mother and her Jamaican immigrant father, okay, cannot succeed. Survey is going to show that that's a lie. Right. All right. Like <laughs> the tests in the manila folder will come back showing that that's a lie. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is not true. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll talk about that. But if we could go just a little bit further, because we talk about intersectionality points, you know, you have some things that cancel it. Right. So just understanding the way cultural Marxism works, understand the way critical race theory works and intersectionality. You accrue a certain amount of points based on a distinction that you hold. Yeah. So, for example, uh, Will the Great and I sitting across from each other, having a conversation um, I have more intersectionality points than you, my friend, mm -hmm. because I am uh, an African-American woman. Mm -hmm. You are an African-American man. So you have more intersectionality points than Sherry B, <laughs> who is a white American woman. Sherry B has more intersectionality points than um, uh, Brian Fisher, who mm -hmm. was on just before us, because she is a white woman not a white man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now the only one who could beat all of us would be someone who would be self-described as gender non-distinct and black. <laughs> I think, I think that would be like the person who would, who would take all of the points if we were all in a room talking. Right. Would, would a gender non-distinct white person too? Well, they, they, they would. No, because there's still a point that can be won or secured if you're black, if you're a person of color. Uh, okay. Right. So, you know, as they call now, let let next. Y'all, it's <laughs> it's really bad when Man. you when you go through the tunnel to study all of this stuff. That's really trippy. OK, I, I mean, it's really it's a lot. It is a lot. The only reason I study it is to demolish it. That's the only yeah. reason not I, I take no pride in knowing how they talk about these things, nor do I even really care on the surface. I don't care about it, mm -hmm. but I do study it.
because I want to be able to demolish it. When right. I hear it presented, I want to be able to tear it down with the word of God. It is, it's ridiculous, guys. Right. But this is really the kind of conversation that people are having or the kinds of conversations that people are having on a regular basis. So Kamala Harris has intersectionality points because she is, as is presented, an African-American woman. That's actually not true. All right. Her father is Jamaican. Her mother was Indian. But let's go a step further here, because last year it was discovered. (laughs) Last year it was discovered um, that Senator Kamala Harris's father um, is the descendant of one of the largest slaveholders in Jamaica. Mm. Slaveholders, slave owners. Okay. So that means that Kamala Harris owes me reparations. <laughs> that means that she has to pay back. And, and also Max Licato has to repent. She <laughs> needs to repent. That's another story, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anyways, she owes black people in this country reparations because her family owned slaves. She's a descendant of an Irishman who owned a slave plantation in Jamaica. This is according to her father's own account of his ancestral history. All right. Donald Harris, the father of Kamala Harris, a Sanford University economics professor. There's oppression. I mean, mean, (laughs) it's just he probably wouldn't know what a grit is if it jumped up and smacked him. (laughs) How does one prepare a grit? Um. Donald Harris, a a Stanford University economics professor, revealed in 2018 that his grandmother was a descendant of Hamilton Brown, the namesake of Brownstown in northern Jamaica. Quoting him here, my roots go back within my lifetime to my paternal grandmother, Miss Chrissy or Christney, however you would say that. Right. Um, The descendant of the Hamilton of Hamilton Brown, who is on record as plantation and slave owner and founder of Brownstown. He wrote this in a post for the Jamaica global. I mean, he's all Jamaica. Like he's not even like he is very proud, right. Of being Jamaican, which he should be. There's no, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but don't, don't, you can't be an African American Jamaican. Like that's just, (laughs) just see how that doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Anyway, Jamaican records indicate that at one point in 1817, Hamilton Brown owned scores of slaves, scores of slaves. The majority were brought in from Africa, though some he also owned uh, were Creole slaves. And that's where my reparations come in. I'm real mad about that. (laughs) That's my heritage. Can't believe you enslaved the Creoles. (laughs) Ever tell you about my grandpa, my no, great grandpa? Yes, Pe- <laughs> I don't know if the uh, AF, AF, uh, AFR listeners know about Grandpa Pete, but it was a running joke. Urban it, family. It was, <laughs> it was a running Pete. joke on the morning show. Always yes, found a reason yes. to mention my grandpa Pete, Peter DeCluid, who spoke <laughs> All right, French. Uh, we go. <laughs> no, I just want people to understand. I did my ancestry. Twenty mm-hmm. percent European. It's the Creoles. It's the Creole <laughs> side of the family. But I do want Kamala to make reparations to my 20 percent 
And actually my 80% because that's African. So I just all of it, we all want to be paid. Oh, that sounds like Legion. I'm sorry. That's, we, oh, no. let's, we all want to be paid. Um, no, but this is ridiculous. What I'm trying to do mm-hmm. with a great amount of humor is show the hypocrisy here. Guys, it makes no sense. I, I, it makes no sense. I think she's going to lean in more on her uh, Indian side. Yes. I think now, she's going to be forced to kind of lean in on being the first I, I don't know. Cause Tell that, me why you say that. Because, That's really interesting. Well, the thing is, the, what she's going to f- have a problem is the uh, leaning on the African-American thing. Uh-huh. That's what the sauce is. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you put that on it, you, you're good. Like, look, yeah. at B, look at BLM. Look at all uh-huh. these. And they put that, that on it. You know, it has traction. But uh-huh. I think she's going to have to, like. Man, because that's going to come up to bite her, the, the Jamaican slaveholder yeah. type. So she's going to have to lean in on, you know, the Indian, the mom. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think so. I don't know. This is this is interesting. Listen to this. I, I want to share several pieces from this Washington Post article that I think, you know, last year was meant to be one of these pieces where it's, um, you know, Kamala is America's potential presidential candidate. Right. Like she is checking all sorts of boxes. But what it really does is it shows that, you know, the lotus flower (laughs) goddess Harris um, is not going to be what I think potential handlers would have wanted her to be. She is not going as you're suggesting here. And I think astutely so Mm -hmm. she is not the African-American woman. Right. That they want her to be. So she's gonna have to lean on the other side, and and that's somebody in our turban said that she's already like in a position where she kind of disregards the father because he left her, yes. her mother. So I think it's gonna be an easy bridge, you know, for her to say. To Which, lean in. by the way, let me say this: those are additional intersectionality points that she has because she grew up in a context where she was abandoned by her father, so to speak. Okay. Mm. Um, to say nothing of the fact, well, we'll get into let, Let's look at, let's okay. get on the magic school bus and, and look <laughs> right. at the, everybody. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um, the Washington Post article that I have here in front of me is from February of last year. And it begins this way. And I think this is very interesting. In early 2010, an Indian American couple hosted a fundraiser in their elegant Pacific Heights home for Kamala Harris, then Democratic candidate for California Attorney General. Harris had been San Francisco's high-profile district attorney uh, for more than six years, but Deepak Puri and Shireen Poonian had only recently learned that Harris was, as Poonian put it, one of our peeps, Mm. a woman whose mother was an Indian immigrant. Mm -hmm. They had always assumed Harris was African-American, and so did most of the 60 or 70 Indian-American community leaders at the event, many of whom asked Puri and Poonian why they had been invited. <clears throat> so you have these Indian Americans who are here at mm-hmm. this event back in 2010, and they're trying to figure out why are we here? <laughs> why are we even having this event for her? Essentially, in their minds, is she, is she Indian? So that has not been something that has been a, a huge part of her presentation. Mm-hmm. But as you will see, the Washington Post points out, that that has increasingly come to the forefront. And I think the point that you're making here, I, I really think that that is where she's going to come to land. Mm-hmm. Right. I think yep, it's, I think it's so. because remember, it's not about, and the rules are always changing. So <laughs> she doesn't have to be African-American. Right it's now. the thing that you're yeah. always playing to the black and brown people, which yeah. 
in some contexts mean be brown. Latino, but brown but, here. Yeah, I think they're gonna per- they're gonna extend that. <clears throat> right. <laughs> so they, they they change the rules. So 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 brown will be anybody. Yes. That's you know. Did you know that she is an AKA? I could see that. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I, I yeah, could see that. I didn't either. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't either. Till I started doing some research, just digging, just trying to, you know, see like who is she? You know, where is she? So that would be African American. I mean, I mean, to well, a certain extent. Well, she went to Howard University. Well, she see? kind of. So she, she had the experience. Of, yeah. So she gonna say, "Man, I don't know how she gonna play this." Because <laughs> well, she can depends. say, "I have the experience of being," you know, but it she's depends not really. on if people are willing to step up on her behalf and mm. and allow her yeah. that cover, right? And I think that there obviously are very powerful people in media. You just look at some of the headlines, look at some of the news stories already. You understand why this is making history. And and it's all right now, still, she's African-American. Okay. That's the feel that, excuse me, surrounds her pick. Okay. Her as the VP pick. Yeah. So this, they will only be successful if people are willing to continue to cover her that way. Right. Should that cover be moved back and and Kamala is just standing there on her own saying these are not the drones you're looking for like I'm sorry like if she's trying to if 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 there's got to be like Jedi mind tricks and all that stuff right then it's going to be a quick pivot to Indian heritage well she has the media on her side though so it may not never have to do that right she may never have to do it she's going to have everybody saying what you know it's need to be said for her to be successful you know so can I tell you something that I think is cool that um she did, but I just, I don't think, I don't think she will continue this way. Okay. When she was asked about her heritage, right? Um, she's been compared obviously to foreign president Obama. And she was asked the question, like, how does she, how does she classify herself? And she was saying that she doesn't think of herself in those terms. I thought this was wonderful. And you know, it would be great if people could actually say things like this again, but she said that she is proudly American, that she's American. She's not going right? to be saying that. No. <laughs> <for> this, uh, <laughs> she's not going to be no. saying that. Mm-mm. That's gone. But but it's important to mention that she has said that before. But right? let me think about this. She may, I don't, would you, I said, I'm, I'm saying that she won't say that, but maybe that's an out for her. You know, maybe it's like, look, I'm very, I have different nationalities i you know so i'm american maybe that's a a way out yes but you have to also remember dear husband (laughs) that america bad right so so we have redefined america so now to call yourself an american (laughs) that is a bit of a downgrade remember you and that's all a part of the the marxist thrust you've got to you got you have to have no national allegiance that's how you weaken a country. You cannot have any allegiance. But they may to give her a pass because she's like a Democrat. I don't know. I just I... no. She will get a pass. <laughs> she will get a pass. I mean, she look. All of this information that we're bringing out and that we're talking about right now, um, it's just catharsis. It's just therapy for us. It doesn't matter. Like there, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like there's not. There's not. Let me tell you. Anybody who was planning on um, voting for Joe Biden is not deterred by the hypocrisy from the Democrat Party. Mm. They already know it exists. And most people who know that the hypocrisy exists within the Democrat Party are on the receiving end of the benefits of it. Like they so 
it doesn't it doesn't matter except that here's what I say. I say to those who care, who genuinely want to know, here is the information that you should be aware of. Mm-hmm. Right? Here is what we should know about Kamala Harris. The picture that is being painted of her is not an accurate one. And if there are intersectionality points that she can claim, then there must also be some deductions made. (laughs) All right. Erin the (laughs) Addison's American Family Radio. We'll come back. We'll open the phone line. Stay close. Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will Nassette and Nerva with In the River. Sherry V is over in studio. CC, the phone lines are open at 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Maybe at some point we'll take a look at what Kamala Harris believes uh, from a public policy standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Because <laughs> um, that's important. Yeesh. But yeah, it is not nearly as important to the Democrats as the stuff we've already talked about. Identity. Um, identity. That's it. That's that's their politic. It's mm-hmm. identity. All right. That's that's what they want to discuss. That's what they want to keep in front of you. And so, unfortunately, um, because of that, we have to say, man, this is, is incredibly ridiculous. Um, and, and, and really, there's a lot that they have to ignore with Kamala Harris. And let me just just humor me for a second here as the phone lines are getting queued up. Um, remember that right now we are being conditioned to hate this country. Um, Kamala Harris at one point said she was a proud American. That's how she wanted to be described. I'm not sure you're going to see that. I'm, I'm not sure she's going to continue down that path because remember this country has been demonized as systemically racist. Mm-hmm. Okay. No one can succeed in this country if they are a person with any darker complexion to their skin. That's what we're, that's what we're taught right now. That's, yeah. that's what we're told. That's the, the public narrative. Okay. But I want you to have this background in mind here. When we talk about um, Kamala Harris, her mother uh, graduated from college in India at 19, moved to California in 1959 She earned a Ph.D. from the University of California at Berkeley. She was a cancer researcher before she died in 2009. Um, When she was at Berkeley, she met Kamala Harris's dad, Donald J. Harris. Ah, look at everybody. Donald J. Who? Donald J. Harris. Conspiracies. All right. Um, (laughs) Who is now emeritus professor of economics at Stanford University. Um. Here is something else that is interesting. On the Indian side of Kamala Harris's family, mm-hmm. her grandfather, so her mother's dad, was a high-ranking government official. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she has so much privilege. All right? I just want people to understand, okay? <laughs> her father's people were slave owners. All right? She has had so much privilege and opportunity in this country that you're going to have to ignore all of that if you want to say no. But but at the end of the day, she's just a black woman fighting for distinction. Mm-hmm. All right. I just mm-hmm. want you to understand you're going to have to you have to ignore all and of that. It will be and ignored say, by the media. Yes. Yes, it will. <laughs> but hopefully 
people who are listening to this entire network hopefully are getting a better picture and understanding that they cannot and should not be played. Yeah. Right. And, and look, and, and we'll go to the phone lines here because what I don't want us to do mm-hmm. is I don't want us to take that on as the lens through which we view things. This was a, this, this was a come go to the Democrat side for a second so that we could talk about issues the way they talk about issues. But that is not the way we talk about issues. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. We do have to be concerned about public policy. Yeah. We do have to be concerned about where people want to take this country. What ultimately happens to believers? At the end of the day, her ethnicity does not matter. Her culture does not matter. At the end of the day, not to us. Mm-hmm. Not to us. But it obviously matters a great deal to them, and that's why they picked her. I mean, that was from the start. How do you, from the start, saying, I'm looking for a few good black women? Like, how do you say that? Guys, it's it, it's ludicrous is the point that I'm making. And yeah. hopefully with a lot of humor, you've been able to see how disgusting and how ludicrous it is. Will the Great, if the phone calls are ready, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Randy in Louisiana. Hi, Randy. Well, hello. How are you doing today? Thank you for having me on. Oh, no problem. Uh, I, I just want to talk a little bit about the Democratic Party. There. I think they're mm. in a salvage mode. Mm. I think right now uh, Biden's voice or statements that he's made, some derogatory statements about people of color. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of got them kind of kind of got them where they're not exciting their base too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't think they was afraid of them voting for for Trump. I just think they were, were afraid of not voting at all. Mm-hmm. So they had to come up with Miss Miss Harris mm-hmm. or something similar to Miss Harris, who has all the the points that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, to try to to regain the enthusiasm of the base. Yeah, man, Randy, I think you're spot on. Will you said something similar to what Randy is saying last night? We were talking about this, and you mentioned how there are you and you think that there still are going to be like large blocks of people within the Democrats' target audience that are not going to turn out. Right. I I think there are going to be some people who will not vote, but Mm -hmm. I also think there's going to be some people who did, like I would say probably like conservatives or Republicans did, you know, when Romney was up there and just Mm -hmm. said, I'm just going to vote for, you know, what would be considered the lesser of two evils or whatever. Mm -hmm. But so I I think, but I think you would have a a portion that that would look at Kamala Harris and say, man, we didn't want her either. Like she's not... She's not radical enough, even though she's radical, you know. Right. So I, I don't know. This may hurt them, still, you know. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. No, I think I think that's 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 a great observation. Uh, where do we go next, Will the Great? All right, let's go to Ron in Florida. Hi, Ron. Hey, Will. Hey, man. You and Mika, y'all are married. I did not know that. Yes. <laughs> that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> You know, hey, y'all keep, hey, hey, God bless you and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. Th- right. Thanks, Ron. So, we're, we're, uh, oh, okay, go ahead. I think he had a statement about the nation, though. Hey, Ron? Uh, no? What's going on is not civil rights and human rights. Mm-hmm. It's it's not anarchy. It's savagery. Mm. Mm. And, uh, and I just I, I I pray for 
God to bless this nation and mm-hmm. keep up your good work. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Ron. Thank we appreciate you, Ron. That. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for calling in yeah. and, and thank you for listening. No, yeah, there. Look, there. We have we have moved well beyond all of the sort of mild. Uh, innocuous talking points of what's happening in this country. There yeah. is wickedness afoot in this nation and in very, very powerful places. Yeah. Uh, and, and we see the effects of that. Lawlessness is being celebrated. It's on full display. And rather than um, being destroyed, rather than being conquered, um, rather than being put asunder, lawlessness is being celebrated. Yeah, and we have not seen anything like this before. This right. is a dramatic turn, a dramatic shift in the tone and the atmosphere in our nation and Christians would do well to devote themselves to prayer, not just to say a prayer here or there, but to devote ourselves, to give ourselves to intercession on behalf of our country. That's going to be our best posture in these days. Uh, Will the great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Kimberly in Mississippi. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, Will. How are you doing? Good, good. I just want to tell you guys, if you can't tell I'm a white woman, (laughs) <laughs> I love you guys. You're my favorite show on the radio. I listen to you every day on my way to work. Thank I love you. the humor. I love the truth that you guys share. I love the gospel. Thank you for your perspective. Thank you for what you do. And I love you guys and have a great day. Uh, thank oh, you so thanks, much, Kimberly. Kimberly. That's very encouraging. That. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank Where you. do we go next, Will the Great? Uh, let's go to Brian in Mississippi. Hi, Brian. Hey, guys. I just I had a question for you referencing what you what you discussed earlier mm-hmm. as you probably figured out by me talking I'm a non-melanated <laughs> white male mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> obviously I lose points at the bottom of the list there Sorry so, brother <laughs> uh, it, It's okay it's my cross to bear <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. Uh, so it, exactly is if you, if you are a non-gender white person or a black person, how how could you identify, say that you're now black and get more points? If you don't identify with a gender, why would you identify with a color? Yes, hmm. right. Okay, so the battle <laughs> is on between color and gender. Yeah, and and we still yeah. have yet to see which points Man, are weightier. I, we don't we don't I, really I think know. Gender. So the I, I think gender, I, think I do, I, I agree with you, but I'm going to tell you, if you're ever in a position to combine both of those, boom, then you're set. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You're, guys, this is, this is it's totally so being facetious, but, but yeah, no, you're right. Um, look, I say this to anybody who is a friend of mine. I'm willing to share my points whenever you need some. Like if you're ever in a, in a place where you're just like fresh out of points and you need them, um, I'm willing to share them with you. I don't know exactly how that happens. I don't know how we can share points. I don't know. Um, but but I, I would share. I would share with you, Brian. So just just rest assured <laughs> in that, that you wouldn't be alone. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Vernon in uh, Mississippi. Hi, Vernon. Hey, how are you doing? Good, good. Uh, I, I've been waiting to call. I've been, I don't know when's the right time, but about a month ago, the, you had a white driver that cut you off, and uh, boy, I thought about my family and my upbringing. Uh, do you remember that? Yes, who um, turned too close that, to me in the in the parking lot? Yes, and I was let walking. Me just yes, try to encourage. Let, let me try to encourage you. My family raised me up. I got to witness uh, hitchhikers. They would pull over. Uh, hitchhiker get running. They would take off. 
Uh, my dad would slow down. People try to pass him, he'd speed up. It didn't matter if you was white or black, male or female. This is the way they operated. It had nothing personal. They mm-hmm. just they just hated anybody getting front. They hated anybody turning. So when you said that, I said, well, you know, he may have not liked you. It had nothing to do with your color. You know, I mean, he right. may have and he may not have. But it's just yeah. when I watch my family do these things, it's like people hate people out here. And it doesn't matter if you're white or black. They don't have an agenda sometimes other than making you miserable. Yes. No, Vernon, I really appreciate you calling. And I'm I'm glad we have an opportunity to double back to this because we also got a message. Uh, somebody messaged us and said, hey, you know, did you ever consider because the story the here's what I the the account that I shared, something that happened. I was walking into a store and there was a man who was less melanated than I am, who was turning on to um, the aisle. You know, you park your car, you're in the parking lot mm-hmm. and he turned and clearly I'm I'm with child and he turned um so close to me that I had to move over to avoid being struck by his truck. And the feeling was one of intimidation. Here is the point that I was ultimately making. I want to make sure everybody understands that what is currently happening in our country right now is very seductive and Christians have to be careful in that moment. My mind went to, did he do that because I'm black? Like, is he sending a message to me? Mm-hmm. So what I was communicating when I communicated that story in a very vulnerable fashion, because I want people to understand that none of us is immune from the enemy's devices. Right. We have to be prayed up. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, man, I was just kind of seething. I was like, you see, this is and and all of this stuff. These feelings started rising up in me. I can't believe and you know, and you don't know who I am. You don't know what I talk about every day, you know, and all of these things. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, just to yeah. be real. But the other part of that story was that after I left that store and went to another store, I ran into a less melanated man that I had never met before. We start talking in the middle of that store, in the middle of the aisle, start talking about how we are one in Christ, mm. how we are in the body of Christ. And he says, you're my sister, you're also my cousin, because we all came from no. Like, so we have this <laughs> conversation. So what the Lord was showing me was that what is pervasive in our culture today is very seductive. And I myself, though I am talking about these issues every single day, mm-hmm. I have to be careful. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that was my encouragement. It was not to say all people are like this or anything like that. And I hope that people didn't miss it. I appreciate Vernon's comments, mm-hmm. but I also want to apply my response to the message we got a while back that said, did you ever consider that it could have been this? Maybe it's not about color. It's like you're chastising the wrong person, buddy. You don't need <laughs> to tell me that. What I'm telling you is that if we're not if we're not careful, the media that we consume will have us devouring one another. Yeah, it will right. have us thinking right. the worst of one another, even when we're invested in it enough that we're doing the research. Yeah. We know what the motives are. Yeah, that was the point of that. Let's yeah. try to squeeze in one more call. All right, uh, let's go to Bobby in Arkansas. Hi, Bobby. Hello. Um, I just wanted to make a statement or, you know, give you my thoughts on the Biden campaign. Okay. I don't think he stands a chance of winning. Mm-hmm. I, and I believe the Democrats know this. I think he's a placeholder that they're taking advantage of current politics and situations to push the country more leftward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've seen since the riots, you know, reactionary politics. These politicians uh, making statements about defunding the police and this yeah. and that mm-hmm. just as a you know, knee-jerk reaction to all the rioting 
And I think the Democrats know Biden can't win, but they're Mm -hmm. trying to push the leftward movement even further. Yeah, Bobby, I think you might be right about that. Um, I think Biden knows that Biden can't win. Like, I think Biden knows that Biden doesn't stand a chance. And so their best hope is to put someone next to him that makes him more appealing, that makes him more believable, that brings some more energy, you know. But I'm going to tell you, when you start having a conversation around defunding the police and allowing neighborhoods to just go up and smoke, literally, literally, mm. I think the Democrats know that they have a problem on their hands. So yeah. um, anyway, we'll just have to see if Lotus Flower Goddess Harris is the answer. <laughs> Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.